Greg Pope, John Burton Show, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel. We're going to be down at Kitchen Notes tomorrow. That's, that's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, John. I'll text you. Yeah, you sent you. me like six emails well, and twenty texts. Hey, well, don't forget we're at Kitchen Notes. Un- unlike uh, Big Joe Dubin, who yeah. uh, have I never I, not shown up? No, but he, you know, he. One time we're, we're at Kitchen Oats and he shows up at the studio. I understand. And, but guess what? He, he came down still to eat. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're going to be down there. Vince Gill's going to be joining us mm-hmm. by phone. Mm-hmm. Wendy Moten and uh, her husband, David Santos. Our last picking with yeah. the pickers of the year. And, and he, if you Google David Santos, by the way, he's, oh, yeah. uh, he was the bassist on the Billy uh, Joel Elton John tour. So that's not too shabby. Yeah, that, you know, you know, that so, works. You know, you know, this is so cool. I don't know how many years we've been having, you know, Tim Corbin on every week during baseball season. Should have him on every week. As a matter of fact, he can come to his own damn show if he wants to. I was going to say, we should uh, have him on every day. Uh, Tim, how you doing, man? Hi, Coach. John, good to hear from you again. Great to hear from you. How's everything? Thank you. Good. Yeah, really good. I mean, we've been outside. The weather's been good. The big win last night in basketball. I was going to so, ask you about that, Tim. Yeah. I mean, how about that? That's, that's huge for Stack. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, we, just to see the – energy in the gym and feel it and see a smile and see the kids smile that goes a long way they've been through you know last week and a half has been tough so for them to kind of bounce back right after that loss and get a win and then certainly against rick's team last night that's a very good team i know how how much rick barnes thinks of jerry and jerry thinks of rick they've got a good relationship but just to beat a, a real good team inside that gym for everyone was a good thing it's baseball season already, right? Wow. Uh, let me ask you. That let from? me ask you because I saw you at the old timers uh, banquet a couple Sunday nights ago. What are you feeling going in? Does it feel any different now that you've done this for a little while than maybe 15, 18 years ago? Uh, maybe I think the part of the anticipation and kind of knowing what's coming uh, is different, just because you've, you've had years of of doing it. Uh, but, you know, the butterflies and the nervousness still exist, which is a good thing. Uh, I, I think, you know, as you, you start to get older, you worry less about the smaller things that you worried about as a younger person in preparation for the season because the reality is you, 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 you're not going to be as ready as you want to be, but neither is anyone else. And I think when you're going through a, a very tough stretch, which we will in that first four weeks before the SEC starts, then we're going to identify with the things that we need to, and we're going to get exploited in some areas, and we need to know that because that's going to improve us long-term. So this little journey that is all settled in a 15-week, 16-week time period is a lot of fun. It goes by very, very fast. So as we're doing it, we, you know, especially as I get older, really want to enjoy every part of it. And, Tim, you were saying a couple of weeks ago how pleased you were overall with the off-field preparation by your team, you know, getting them, the guys getting in good physical shape, getting ready to go. Yeah, I think that's all I can identify with. I, you know, there's, there's no scoreboard, really. There's no hmm. outcome. So it's like what, what can you look at right now that is identifiable to my eye in terms of comparison with where we've been in the past and i just think the organization of the group i I like how they operate uh the maturity piece is really good what they're doing off the field is is good academically and socially i think when uh no news is good news right Mm -hmm. i mean you, you when you have 18 19 20 year olds there's certainly small mistakes that are made 
but at the same time, these guys have, have really held themselves accountable for a lot of a lot of strong actions these uh, these first five months, and I appreciate that very much. Tim, take me back to the first time you saw Enrique Bradfield, and I guess he's uh, what highly of Florida, South Florida, down there, mm-hmm. and and to where he is now. Because I mean, I mean, he's all American. He may be the player of the year in the country. He is, uh, I remember talking to his high school coach at American Heritage, and American Heritage is, has, has produced a, a ton of great talent, college, professional. And when I spoke to the coach, it was during Enrique's 10th grade year, and he said, we've got a player who weighs 125 pounds. And then, you know, when he says that, you go, okay, is he really a player? And he said, but I'm going to tell you something. This guy steals your eyes when you watch him play. He can run like no one we've ever had. Uh, He's a true center fielder. And with time, he's going to fill out. But I think he's someone that should be on your radar. So he was on our radar immediately. And we recruited him immediately. Didn't know if we were going to get him. And when we got him, we didn't know if we were going to keep him because of the draft. But I think what kept him from professional baseball was his own decision-making process, but also probably his size because he was still thin. When he got to us, he was about 145 pounds. I think what Enrique has done in in being here is he certainly um, strengthened his body. You can see it in his game. But he plays the position at a level that few can do it, you know, in terms of defensive coverage, covering ground. He's a competitive thrower. He's a competitive hitter. I mean, you know, he's a competitive student. He's a dean's list student. So this is someone that competes in everything he does, but he affects the game in so many different ways, and he just loved the competitive environment. So, yes, you don't get to see many kids like him. I think his worth, um, God willing, he he stays healthy, is the, the pro game is going to be looking for guys like this as it moves forward. I mean, especially with the adjustments they're making to the field, uh, at, at time, they'll take away the ship. The bases are going to be bigger. So it's going back to a speed game, two pickoffs to first base. So these guys right here are going to have some value, and he certainly has some value in center field. Well, he showed a lot of a lot more pop last year as well, right, Corbs? I mean, do you encourage him at the plate to swing for the fences, or do you say, you know, look for the gaps and use your speed? Yeah, I think he's pretty yeah, – he's got pretty good awareness of himself. I, I think he understands that – his, his barrel stays in the zone, mm-hmm. so he can spin the ball to both sides of the field. And because he's gotten stronger and because he's learned timing, he, uh, his ability to drive the ball is, is more so than it was. But you're right. I mean, he hit eight home runs last year, mm-hmm. but he's not a kid that – I think the, the, the thing, you know, young hitters, is once they hit one, it's to get right back to where they were and not try to hit a second one and understand right. that – Balls that are leave the yard are because they were mistakes by the pitchers that you just reacted well to. Mm-hmm. It's not the overproduction of and recruitment of power and trying to do more because when you do more, you get less. So I think he understands that, and he certainly understands the speed, and I think it would be more exciting to watch him run a triple than it would a home run, although <laughs> he'll alter the scoreboard with that home run. I love to see what it does for the team when he, when he, when he hits a triple. Well, when he gets on base, he, he never gets thrown out. 46 for 46. That's pretty good. Is that good? good? It, it's, I, I can't believe you didn't run him more, Tim. What's up? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, what were we doing anyway? <laughs> uh, handling freshman pitchers, Carter Holton came in last year. Every every pitcher you get comes with the cachet of, of where they are in their budding young career. Now with the NIL, all the different things that go into it, the transfer portal, I, I'm not even going with that. But when you get a, a pitcher who comes in and succeeds right away like he did – uh, that's got to be rewarding, but it's also about the kid, right? Yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, uh, we we took him out of play for a week last year in the middle of the year, and uh, as actually against LSU when we got hammered by them, uh, he would have pitched on that first game, but he didn't, and we just wanted to. It was a quick turnaround, and we didn't want to rush him, so we held him back and. I think that's one of the things you got to be uh, aware of. Brownie does a, a great job of that with the pitchers. We did that with Leiter in his last year, too. And no one was hurt, but we just gave them a break. And I think with a young kid who's experiencing pitching at this level for the first time and experiencing that type of volume, it's, it's far different than he's ever been exposed to in high school. So you gotta you got to bring them along a little bit slower. I think his process this summer was really good because we didn't send him off to the Cape, but he got to pitch for Team USA, but it was the right amount. So after he was done, then we shut him down. But I think in the time that you and I and John were growing up, handling of pitchers now is mm. just so completely different. If, if they throw 40 to 50 innings during the course of the spring, they're probably not pitching in the summer. If it's a kid who needs more work, then he'll go off and pitch in the summer to develop. But I, I think with arm care and arm injuries and kids throwing harder and kids training differently too, uh, you know, you just you just have to be mindful of that because I guess every single one of them, not to be morbid, but every single one of them is one pitch away from getting injured. So you just got to be smart. Talking with Tim Corbin, two-time national championship head coach of the Vanderbilt baseball team. Coach, overall, how do you like your pitching heading into the season? Well, it's older. It's more experience. It's more knowing. I say So from, from that standpoint, it's, uh, I think it can be competitive You know, with, with Carter. Carter's had a year. Devin's had a year. It's not that, – that really isn't the case where you can bring back two freshmen who, who are now sophomores that – got exposed to a lot of pitching during their first year in high-temperature environments, so that's a good thing. But then when you get those kids that stay around longer, like a Maldonado, like a Schultz, uh, like a Laboki, then it, it really, really helps your team. And I, I think from that vantage point, that's where our experience lies. I mean, we, do, we have some experienced guys that positionally, but we're – or younger from a position standpoint, especially when you compare it to the league now, because the league in general is a lot older because of port, the portal and, and COVID and other reasons. But I, I think from a pitching standpoint, that's where I feel that, you, you know, we're competitive enough to hold games together. Tim, um, I, I wonder, you know, I, I look at this, uh, you're uh, only ranked sixth in the country preseason, Baseball America, ninth. Uh, the coaches poll three others tenth by D one baseball eleventh by perfect game. Are you on the hot seat over there? Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just where we need to be, if not lower than that. <laughs> but you're you for many many years were the hunted, and now not saying you're the hunter, but you're still the hunted. But there's a lot out there hunting. You, you know what I'm saying? And and it's so funny that. 
you know, because you're only judged. Well, the like, crazy part of that is I understood everything you just said. Yeah. I've, I've been working with you way too yeah, long. I know. Well, <laughs> it's like UConn women's basketball, yeah. right? Yep. You're only yep. judged by what you do in, in Omaha. Right. That's a tough. That's still. That's that. That's not easy on anybody. Beats the alternative, though, right, Coach? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right, and I, I think when you start chasing those outcomes right there and your team has a distorted vision of who they are, then you can get lost and you can get in trouble. I, I think it's you just keep it quite simple and, and really is we do have a really good schedule, but we, we're not playing the schedule. We're just playing, you know, one team at that time, and I think the growth throughout the year and your development throughout the year is the most important thing. It's, you know, we've done this a lot of different ways. You know, 14, we started off well, then hit a – you know, hit in the middle of the year where we got punched a lot and then got punched in the SEC tournament, and then we found ourselves towards the end of the year and then won it. And we've had years like 19 where or 13 where we were just so dominating, but we didn't get there at the end. And then you had 19 that the level of consistency from the time that the season started till it ended was something that I've never been exposed to as a, as a coach at any level. So it, it's done differently each year. It's a different chapter. But I think just to have a, a clear understanding of what you need to do and how you need to do it is the most important thing that you can bring to an 18, 19, 20-year-old mind. It's just keeping things simple and, and keep things uh, that you can control and, and flush out the things that you can't. And if we can do that, then we, we can steady, steady our, our, uh, our ride. And yep. that ride starts with you in the back seat, then to the driver's <laughs> side, right, yeah. and then to, no, it starts at the steering wheel, then the driver's yeah. seat, then to the back then seat. Then the back seat, yeah. yeah. That's correct. Yep, yeah, we've we've talked about that before. <laughs> this uh, this tournament, you're going to start the season in some good teams to to open the season with TCU and some other teams as yeah, well. Texas right, and, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, you know, it's it's like going into the SEC before we play in the SEC, but. You know, Texas, they're, they're going to be in our conference in a couple of years. And then Oklahoma State, we're quite familiar with them. We've played them the last three years. And then Texas Christian, we're quite familiar with them, too. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really good start. Um, we're on the coach's call the other day, and David Pierce from Texas was talking about, uh, was it remember the – he had a quote, but it was remember this tournament because they went 0-3 in it and then went to the College World Series that particular year. And the reality is you can do that in this tournament just because it, it's so difficult. But, you know, it's, it's what we're doing. We, we play in this tournament against these three teams. You come back the next week and play UCLA. And not to mention the tough midweek games that you have when you have to come back and, and play Central Arkansas. So uh, it, everyone's good. Everyone's older. And you do have to really simplify it in terms of what you're doing and how you do it. Well, and you got another one, those, um, I, I'm hoping it's indoors at Minneapolis, right? With Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota uh, in, in three straight. Oh, he's from New England. Play outside. Play in the elements, right, Coach? So, did you almost uh, imitate Tim? No. Okay, good. No. I would never do that. I, right? I, I know, and I would never ask you to. I've been threatened. By the way, uh, all right, we need – this is what we're going to do, something different. Maggie, you – I know, I, and I don't want the same one every week. All right, where's, where, where'd you go – where'd you take the young young lady to dinner last? Last night? Or any time. Last time you and Maggie went out, where'd you go? Yeah, last date night you guys had. Yeah. Well, it's every night. Well, all right, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah. we want a report. 
Well, I mean, I, I tell you, we went to Fleming's last night just because it was close, and Troy Tolowitzki was in town, so nice. we took him out to eat, oh. sat down and talked baseball to about 11 o'clock last night, Maggie, Troy, and myself. Tonight, uh, it's going to be a late night because I've got to do a podcast, Midnight Oil. The Midnight Oil is, uh, we'll get a slice of pizza there and, and then call it a night. But we're, we're pretty simple. I mean, w- w- there is, I'll tell you, you know this because you guys have been lo- here longer than I, but the food in this city is oh unbelievable. Oh, it, it's world class. We got, we got, you know, uh, you know. You're, and you're in great shape, Corbs. And you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trainer. It's it's hard to stay disciplined on your diet in the town. Like I, this, and I'm right? li- and I'm living proof, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. You get that. You gotta be mindful of that. But it's like my dad said: you just do things in moderation, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just go back twice. All right. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Thanks, Tim. Hey, hey we're really looking. Obviously. Uh, you're on our station yet again. All yeah. the games, we you know enjoy that so much, and you joining us every week. Thanks, and I will, man. and I will just add this, Corbs. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Vanderbilt fans, and a lot of people that cover you on a regular basis. This is appointment radio. They want to, they want to hear you come on with us every week, and we're just happy and honored to have you. So tell your media staff to retweet this. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I will. Thank, uh, thank and, you. And, and did you just drop a Troy Tulowitzki on us? Thank you. That was that was yeah. that was very clever. Mm-hmm. See you, man. Yeah, I know. Always dropping names. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. See you, Tim. All right, guys. All right. Tim 